can tell that your taste buds are happy right now. My taste buds are happy, but you know what I'm thinking? It's not even uh, Mardi Gras, but I feel like I'm trying to indulge myself before Lent begins. <laughs> Getting a head start. Yes. So uh, as Father came in for the podcast, well, first of all, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Father. I'm the one that came in for the podcast. We we are now recording in Michael's office. This is... Well, we've been doing this for about a month now. We like the... I like having the daylight while we record. Yeah, the other room was dark. Also, if you try to hurt me, there could be witnesses if they're standing outside. <laughs> Who's looking in your windows? Nobody. Hello, everybody. I'm Father Herb. That's Michael Puppas. We are back on uh, the the 23 podcast. The 23 podcast. Okay, so your taste buds are happy... Because so on Friday night, my friend Felicia, she is the marketing director for the Toledo Symphony. She and I were classmates at Bowling Green State University, and and so she used to play here. She played. She well, she still plays oboe, but she played oboe here um, when we started back way back at the high school, years and years ago. And that was when I had lots of friends. Well, let's just stop there. <laughs> That's you, when I you, had lots of friends. <laughs> you knew you knew people from the university in those well, days. Yeah, I had people, uh, you know, friends that were classmates that played instruments, and so I said, "Hey, there's this new church I'm playing at, and it's in high school. I know that's very confusing. Will you come up and play?" So anyway, so uh, Finley or Finley Felicia. <laughs> oh my goodness, she brought she was in Finley. She lives in Finley with her husband Chris. He's also another musician, and uh, brought me just as a little gift these dark chocolate covered pretzels from the Dietz brothers and I'll tell you when I op- I took off the saran wrap and I opened the box it was such a wonderful smell and I have to tell everybody out there he shared I yeah. shared I'm good at he sharing shared. I'm trying to teach sharing to my children so okay. I, sharing is caring sharing is caring anyway it's good to have all of you listening to us and I have to apologize a gentleman came up Sunday and he said, I've got some constructive criticism to give you. Uh-oh. When you ask a question at the beginning sure. that totally took my attention, I was trying to figure out the answer for the next four or five minutes, and I missed that part of the podcast. What was he the question? He said you should have asked the question about the, the winter air in the tires versus the summer <laughs> oh, air. Deep and, theological things he was oh, yeah, pondering. And he was trying to figure out. Uh, come, well, he tried to explain it to me. But I got lost in his explanation. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. Yeah, uh, but I do understand that you don't have to take out air when summer comes. I still don't know why you don't, but you don't. You don't. No, you have to well, add I can't air when we're winter talking comes. About this again. This is two weeks. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, we're not going to talk about it anymore because people are going to get distracted. We're going to go right to the scriptures, aren't we? We are. Well, I was going to also mention <laughs> we're recording on Monday this week. Uh, so if we're not using Tuesday language, it's because today's Monday. Okay. I just wanted people to know. Just, yeah. I just, have, I mean, jury, jury duty tomorrow. Well, well, I was off the hook today. I have to call in tonight to see if I need to report tomorrow. So we're just doing this as a precaution. Okay. If you're gone tomorrow, we could, we could put, uh, uh, all kinds of things around your office, <laughs> decorate it. Who I could get, I could be in a case for three months. You'll know, yeah. you won't see me. Yeah. What do they call that when you're uh, quarantined? Not quarantined. No. <laughs> where, where you're kept in a hotel room and you can't read the paper or talk to people. That would be miserable. Yes. Would you come and do the podcast with me at least? I would come and visit. Through a text message? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. No, you, okay. Anyway, we have a big, big Sunday coming ahead of us. We do. This is a little out of the ordinary for ordinary time. Okay. Let me explain that. Everybody knows. In the Christmas calendar, there are five seasons. 
Advent, yes. Christmas, Lent, Easter, and everything else is called Ordinary Time. Yes. We are in Ordinary Time now between Christmas and Lent. And it's wonderful. And that's when we wear green vestments, and then we jump back to it after the Easter season. I like this little period of Ordinary Time because it's not so long that in the summer I think you just kind of take it for granted that it's Ordinary Time. But this is like just a nice little dose of reality. And then I've been wearing the brightest green vestments I can find. I I noticed you wore it again last yesterday. yesterday. Well, as that's being said, there's a second calendar in the church that's based on almost like a calendar, days days of the month. Sure. And so we sometimes some special feast days happen to come on a Sunday. February second is one of those, which is this coming Sunday. So because it's ordinary time, the the other calendar supersedes it. You got that? Got it. And February 2nd is 40 days after Christmas. Yes. Okay. Now, there are some people who consider that the close of the Christmas season. Liturgically, it's not, but culturally, in some, especially Latin America, uh, it is the close of the Christmas celebration. So sometimes, I read somewhere, somebody said, if you don't have your uh, trees and ornaments down by Epiphany, keep them up to the... Till uh, February second. Are you going to tell them what it's called? Are you you're holding out on purpose? Well, it it goes by a number of names. Oh, this is okay. so. Here here's the deal. Forty days after. In the in the Jewish world that of course Joseph and Mary were in, Jesus was born. Forty days after, a woman was had to be quote unquote purified after giving birth. Mm-hmm. Well, this is interesting. Uh, if she gave birth to a male, it was 40 days after. If she gave birth to a female, it was 60 days after. That's very interesting. So basically, they were supposed to be in seclusion until that time. Because ritually, she was considered unclean? Well, yeah, I hate to use that term. That that doesn't go over well. But yeah, ritually, not uh, in any moral sense or anything like that. Right. And that's what it was called for many years. But there's a second thing that's happening at the same time. And as, you, as we read the, the scripture, you're going to notice that. It's not just coming to the temple for Mary's purification, but it's also the presentation. Because if it's a son, all firstborn sons belong to God. So they presented Jesus, Mm -hmm. and then they had to quote, unquote, redeem him. It's interesting. The word redeem means to buy back. Mm -hmm. So they had to buy him back, and they would buy him back with a little sacrifice. And if you were a poor family, you bought him back with two turtle doves. If you were a, more, uh, a richer family, it might be uh, a lamb or something else. A partridge in a pear tree. No. You knew, no. You knew it was coming. I, I'm you sorry, know. folks. Yeah. I, I tried to head, head him off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Takes so, my mic away. So it's also the presentation. So, so we have two names. The, the official name right now for this Sunday is the presentation of the Lord. Yes. And, of course, that's when uh, Simeon is there. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, now you can let me go in peace because I've seen the salvation of the, of the world. Yep. And there's also Anna, the, the widow who hung around the temple all the time. We're going to sing uh, just a short little reflection, that song of Simeon. Oh, the Nuc Dimittis during, in Latin. Now you may dismiss me, Lord, for I have seen the salvation. Used uh, frequently for evening prayer. It is no, not evening prayer. Oh, for ve- night, night, night prayer. prayer. Night prayer. Evening prayer is vespers, but there's, there's one more prayer after that, which is very short, and that's when you say every night you say, "Okay, okay, Lord, you can dismiss me now, for I've seen salvation today." See you tomorrow.
Yeah. So we're going to sing just a little reflection of that during communion this week. That, that's beautiful. So I'm I think it'll be a, a nice yeah. meditation. Okay. Item. Now, just to complicate things, in addition to those two names for this day, going back to the pretty much the 500s, so early Middle I Ages. It, I remember it well. Middle, middle Ages. They started using this, and they called it Candlemas Day. One word, Candlemas, C-A-N-D-L-E-M-A-S, mm-hmm. taken from two words, Candle Mass Day, mm-hmm. and they would light lots of candles. There would be a procession of candles. It's also the midway point between the first day of winter and the first day of spring. Really? Or, or between the winter solstice and, and the vernal equinox. This Sunday is the halfway point? Yes, that's great. I know. See, stick with me. You're going to learn all kinds of things. We're also going to sing Celebrate Good Times this weekend. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do that, but we're also, we're not going to light, we're not going to have a procession with candles, but then that evolved to be a time when they would light or bless all of the candles that would be used in church for the whole year. Now, Did this happen? This is happening over the centuries. I said it goes back to the 500s. Okay, not during your childhood. Not during my childhood. And I was not but, insinuating but, you were but, alive then. But what they did in my childhood is they would also make candles available. You know, usually little boxes of two two candles yeah. that uh, people would could buy or take home to their own home. Mm-hmm. And my mom always had a couple of blessed candles that she kept. And if there was a storm or something, she would light the candles. Oh, cool. So it was called Candlemas Day. So that's the third name. So we started off with the Purification of Mary, sure. the Presentation of Jesus, Candlemas Day. And I found out there's a fourth name for this Sunday that I had never run into before. Which is? Meet, meeting. M-E-E-T-I-N-G. The meeting. It's when Mary and Joseph met Simeon. And Anna, mm-hmm. and it was considered like an extension of the Feast of the Epiphany because, with the Magi coming, the good, good news was being spread elsewhere. So now, yeah. both Anna and and Simeon represent the rest of the world, and that name is only used in some of the the uh, Eastern Europe churches. Okay, so we you don't normally good, use you did it around here. Some good research on this. Oh, it was fun. I love researching. Did you yeah. do this yesterday? Oh, no. I did this a couple of days ago, oh. earlier, last week. You were really ready to yeah. go. And there's more, of course. Guess what else February 2nd is? Groundhog's Day. Yes. My daughter was very excited about that. Now, that's interesting because Groundhog Day is a secular thing, and I have no idea of the origin of that. I did not research that. That's for next week's show. But it also comes halfway between the first day of winter and the first day of spring. Right. And the, this whole thing, if, it, if the groundhog sees its shadow, that means you're going to have more winter. Yes. If it doesn't see, I always thought that was crazy. If it doesn't see its shadow. But there's an old rhyme about Candlemas Day, which I did not bring here into the office. But the Candlemas rhyme is something like, if Candlemas Day be clear and bright, uh, Win- winter will stay an extra night or something like that. It's, really? It's it's a similar type thing that if it's a good, clear day, winter will actually be longer. That makes no sense. Well, nor does the groundhog thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this day is really a, a, a day packed with all kinds of images and beauty. Sure. But I want to focus mostly on the presentation of the Lord. So let's read the gospel because people have been out there wondering, what is this famous passage? Because we're also moving from Matthew's gospel to Luke's gospel because that's where the account is. Sure, we're back to Luke this weekend. So it's a long long passage. We're going to read the whole passage right here. And then in Mass, I'm not sure how much I'll read. 
but I, I love to include as much as possible. If you're following along, we're in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. Got that? 22 to 40. That's a long passage for a Sunday. It so is. that means my homily has to be a couple minutes shorter. Oh, thank God. Or maybe we'll cut the second verse of the third song. The second verse of the third song. You don't even know what it is. What if you like it? Nook de Midis. Okay, why don't you read the first part, and I will come in uh, with Simeon. Uh, and then you get to come in talking about Anna. So we'll we'll just break it up that way. Okay. You tell me when to stop. I will. All right. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many, many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. I remember as a kid just being so emotionally moved by this passage, and I still am. Yeah, There's something, I love Simeon, I love Anna, but the whole image is so beautiful. And the the thing about Joseph and Mary fulfilling the law in very humble spirit, coming to the temple to redeem the Lord, because, again, going back to Leviticus, I think it's also in Numbers, maybe, it's in several places in the Pentateuch where because of the Passover, the firstborn was killed. And so all the firstborn uh, belongs to belong. All firstborn belong to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you, you redeem them. You buy them back from the temple, so to speak. So you're way down in the line from I'm not, the, I'm not the firstborn. So you do not belong to the Lord. I, I think the Lord claimed me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Judging by the collar around your neck, I'm going to say yes. Yes, yes. And your baptism. Yeah. But it's it's a beautiful passage. Uh, it's it's one that looks both ways. 
it looks to all of the history and all the expectation. And both Simeon and Anna are filled with expectation. Okay, Lord, we know that our salvation is coming. And they're, they're just, they're, they're ready for it, and they recognize the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it looks forward because it's like, okay, they've done, uh, Mary and Joseph have done all the necessary steps, mm-hmm. and now it just has to get played out until Jesus is in his adult ministry himself. It's kind of a neat um, little flashback of of Christmas in some ways. It know? is. That's why we, for many people, it's the end of the Christmas season. So should we get all the decorations back out? We're going to put them all back Just, up. Yeah, exactly the same. And those poor poinsettias. <laughs> they they made it, sort of. Yeah. They're still shedding a little. Yeah. Did, are they still in there? Did there's, you, there's a couple in there yet. We're going to get rid of them. I still have a poinsettia at home from... Three three Christmases ago. It's a cactus now. No. no. <laughs> what does it look like? It's green. It's alive. It did not bloom again, but I've kept it alive all these years. So what does a poinsettia look like when it's just green? Just, just, a, just a point. Just So it's the same leaves, but they're not red? Correct. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, stick with me. You're going to learn all kinds of things, I, just like the different names of this feast day. <laughs> you are a plethora of knowledge. All right, so in addition to the gospel, did you want to look at either one of the other readings this weekend? Well, why not? Let's, again, it's a little sad. We, we really got going this past week on the second reading because during ordinary time right now, we're, the second reading each week is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. We're missing it this weekend. We're missing it because we're stepping out of it. Sure. But we will get back to it the following week. I am pulling a little bit of the theme of the first reading into the music this weekend. Would you like to read the first reading real gently, quickly? Would you like <laughs> gently or quickly? Both. Mal- Malachi. Prophet Malachi. Chapter 3. Who was Malachi? Just set that up a little bit. He was one of the minor prophets. Like a minor key instead of a major key? Yeah, yeah. They're the four major prophets. Uh, so he was dark. Jer- Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel are considered the four major. Yeah. Then there's a bunch of minor prophets, and Malachi was one of those. All right. From Malachi, thus says the Lord God, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek, and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who will endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire, or like the fuller's lie. He will sit refining and purifying silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, refining them like gold or like silver, that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. Then the sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord, as in the days of old, as in years gone by. Now, did you recognize some of the words from Handel's Messiah? Alleluia. No, no, Alleluia. no. Right there, the he is he is like the refiner's fire. I did. I just everybody knows the Alleluia yeah. chorus. I was rapping it. And and who? <laughs> and you are not playing with me today. Not, You're not, just no. I'm, you are I'm, sticking I'm, right to your I guns. I am very serious. I I am <laughs> I am focused. You are. But you know this whole thing about refining. I love the image of refining gold or silver. Yeah. And. I don't know for sure how it's done, but they must have a way of heating it up and all of the uh, the pure gold comes through and sure. it's, it melts earlier. So that's the good stuff. What's the impurities get uh, left aside? To me, this is a beautiful image of reconciliation, the sacrament of reconciliation. It, it is. 
and we're going to do it with fire this year. Should we do one right now? Father, forgive me for I have sinned. Uh, well, you have, but no, we're not going to do it on the air. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, it, did you know it's against canon law to... Record? To record uh, the sacrament of reconciliation? I believe that, because it's... I mean, not not just against for the priest, but apparently even for the penitent. Well, I, I think it's such a beautiful testament to the uh, seal of the sacrament that that yeah. we hold it to be so... What's the word I'm looking for? Holy. Yeah. S- Grace filled. Sacred. Sacred. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a uh, yeah. a sacred thing that we do. So yeah, this weekend we're singing, as you can imagine, Refiner's Fire. We always sing, Fire. talk about Purify My Heart. Purify. That one? That's it. Okay. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's close. Very close. Well, see there again. So there, that harkens, and this first reading harkens really to the previous theme of of this feast, the purification of Mary, not just the presentation of the Lord. Yeah, so you can see, you see it in the selection of the readings, kind of where this feast day has it, come. Yeah. Now, if I quickly jump back to the opening line of the Gospel of Luke, that the part that you read, yeah, it says, "When the days were completed for their purification." Sure. I think some of the old translations said for for her purification. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And if in case you're wondering, real quick before we run out of time. It, we are not reading Corinthians this weekend, but the second reading is from Hebrews. So maybe yes. that'll be a little homework. And it's all about coffee. Who has to make the coffee in the morning? Hebrews. Hebrews. Oh, now you're playful. Now that we're at the end okay, of the time. Okay, now that we're at the end of the Well, if there's yeah. anybody still listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you this weekend for the presentation of the Lord. We hope that this week is grace-filled for you. And, and it's better to light just one little candle than to curse the darkness. Amen. Candle mess, mate. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>